Welcome to the community of Holy Stragglers. It's a place for people who seek to follow in the way of Jesus, at least most days, but who wander and wonder and straggle and struggle along. If you don't have it all nailed down, then you are most welcome here and you're in good company. I'm Peggy Hames. I'm a minister and a therapist and a writer, and I enjoy bringing all of those worlds together because sometimes it is the bumps and bruises in our psyches that get in the way of the fullness of our souls. So, welcome. So, way back in the olden days, as in last year, uh, part of my plan for my work was creating a small group study called, I Am Woman, I Am Tired. And people, women, were so ready for this. I had people telling me, when is it going to be done? When, when are you going to have it out? Boy, I need this study. So I'm working away on it, and then the Rona hits. So we have uh, COVID, and suddenly everything in our life is changed. And what I'd been writing felt kind of anachronistic, like, like yeah, this is how it was in the olden days. So I, I, I put it to the side. Uh, lately, I've been thinking about the fact that, yes, we have this added, it's not a complication, it's a, a turning our lives upside down of coronavirus. And... Some of the factors that lead us to being tired, they're still there. They're just, it's like it's its worse in some ways because of COVID. So I'm going to circle back with this podcast. I'm going to do a series of several podcasts on this, um, on this thought of I'm woman, I'm tired. And looking at the ways that we make ourselves more tired than we have to be. Now, it's a given. I want to start out with, it's a given. There is a weariness among us. And just recently, um, I wrote a blog. You can go to heartcallings.com backslash blog. You find the blog that I wrote on the, the weariness that we're all sharing right now. And sometimes we're making it harder than it has to be. So one of the ways that we do that is by realizing that our plates are not that big. They don't, like, this is not Harry Potter. They don't magically expand to accommodate everything we have, we have to do. And what I mean by that, it's like we we got this plate of stuff that we have to get done. You know, whether it's our work, whether it's stuff around the house, whether it's stuff with family, uh, stuff has to get done. Now, some of you may be saying, but Peggy, I have less to do now. I'm sitting around doing a kajillion puzzles. I'm bored. I I have binge-watched everything on Netflix. I understand. If that's you, I want you to tuck away this podcast, this episode, to listen again, listen to again in a year. Listen to it again when your life starts gearing back up again. 
For now, I'm going to talk to the rest of us because some of us are have as many demands as we've ever had and more. And what happens is, is that we go along with this myth that whatever we have to do, we can just layer it on top of what we're already doing. We'll find a way to do it. For a lot of women, that's meant, I'll just get up an hour earlier. I'll just get up an hour earlier. I'll just get up an hour earlier until all those hour earlier, you know, we're up at three or four o'clock in the morning trying to get it all done. The reality is, is that we can't do it all. We have a finite number of hours. We have a finite amount of energy. And if you have a big piece that's added to your plate of things to do, you can't go sailing along with everything exactly the way it was before. So let me give you a concrete example of this. Um, About 15 years ago, I I moved back to my hometown um, in large measure because my parents were getting older and um, I wanted to be more convenient to help care for them. And the time came when that caring became very hands-on. They they started declining. I was bringing over dinner more, doing more things. And then they moved into uh, a retirement community, so there's cleaning out the house. My, My mom very unexpectedly died just two weeks after that move. So um, then I became primary caregiver for my dad, who was in declining health. So in many ways, I had the, the perfect, easiest situation for caregiving. He was in a retirement community. I know he was going to get fed. He was going to have food. Uh, he was going to have people who could come by and do whatever needed to be done in his little house. Uh, When he needed more care, the care was going to be right there, and they would move him. So in many ways, it was so much easier than, than what some folks have to deal with with caregiving. But even so, there was another layer of stuff, another big chunk of stuff added to my plate. You know, whether taking care of his bills and his... um, doctor's appointments, um, and even going to see him more, there was another layer on, on top of, you know, I, I was working full-time as a therapist and active in my church, and my church was some distance away. So there was there were things I cut back on. Um, I, I dropped out of choir. There were, there were things that normally I would have enjoyed doing, but I knew my plate wasn't that big. And I knew that taking care of my dad was like the number one thing in my list of priorities because I wasn't going to get another chance. It's not like, you know, three years down the road I could say, hey, Dad, let's, let's have a do-over. I want to do this differently because he wasn't going to be there. So when we have big things happen, especially caregiving, whether it's an elderly parent, 
whether it's a spouse in um, declining health or a spouse who's had some kind of traumatic injury uh, or a child, uh, a special needs child, a child who's had some kind of injury, those things, they take our time and energy. So we can't just get up an hour earlier in order to squeeze it all in. So way back in the olden days, by which I mean last year before the coronavirus hit, I was was doing my planning for my projects, and I was working on one that I was really excited about. It's going to be a small group study called I'm Woman, I Am Tired. And I wasn't the only one excited about this. I had had friends and colleagues say, when are you going to get that done? I'm so ready for it. Will you please let me know as soon as it's it's done? Um, And if you hear some heavy breathing, that's not me. That's my dog. Um, Bear wants to join in on the podcast. So anyway, I, I was working away, and then COVID hit, and like, Everything in our lives changed. And what I was writing, what I'd been writing, was still true, but it felt a little anachronistic. Like it was so out of joint with where we were. So I put it to the side. But the more I've been thinking about it, the more I've realized that even though our circumstances have changed so much, um, some of the things that get in the way, that some of the things that contribute to our feeling so tired so much of the time, they're still there. So I want to circle back around and, and present this material in this podcast. At some point, that small group study will come out. But in the meantime, I want you to have it this way. So uh, one of the hallmarks of where we are right now is that we're weary. We are are so tired of dealing with all this stuff. Um, You may have increased demands in your work, certainly if you work in healthcare, if you um, work as a teacher. Oh, God bless you if you're a teacher right now or a professor there's the, the weariness of suddenly everything, you have to reinvent everything. And is it going to work this day? Is Zoom going to work this day? Is it not? What are, are the, the kinks in the system? we got to get worked out. It, it's like starting a new job. And one of the things I remember when I have started new jobs is just how exhausting those first weeks were. Well, our first weeks have been multiplied. As some of you know, I work part-time as a chaplain in a hospital, and it's like every few weeks is first weeks again because there's as we learn more or as we get settled into a process, there's a different process for how we come in the hospital. There's a different process of what we have to wear when we're going to see just average, ordinary, non-COVID patients. (sighs) You know, just going to the grocery store. You have to figure out, okay, you know, well, how do I get there? Which way is the one-way aisle? Remembering my mask. Doing all the things we have to do. 
there's the emotional and psychological weariness of just dealing with something that at this point we can't just fix. And sure, you know, we've, we've known people with cancer and, and other diseases that we may or may not have effective treatments for, but we couldn't catch cancer from other folks. And so there's, there's the, the weariness of, you know, every decision feels big, and especially if you have kids or if you have uh, someone whose health is at risk in your household or if you have elderly parents, it's like, okay, do I go see them? Do I not? What do we do? How much distance is the right distance? And all this stuff. So there is that basic psychological, emotional weariness. There's the emotional weariness of carrying the grief we have not been able to grieve. You know, as we have lost friends and family members and we can't do the rituals we're used to doing, that wears on us. So incidentally, I wrote more about this kind of base-level weariness um, in my blog recently. So just go to heartcallings.com backslash blog, and you'll see it. Um, I think it's titled Weariness. So I, I want to move forward because it's so important. It's important anytime, but it is so important now not to add anything more than what we have to have. So all of us, it's like we have this plate, and on this plate of our lives are all the things we have to do, all the things we have to get done, you know, be it work, be it household stuff, be it family stuff, whatever. We have our plates. Uh, women especially, I think, fall into the trap of when more stuff gets added to the plate, we just think, I'll just get up an hour earlier to do that. I am really bad for this. I think, oh yeah, I'll I'll do this thing. I'll just get up an hour earlier because I'm fresher in the morning. I'm good in the morning. Well, that's okay if it's five or six o'clock. If it's four o'clock, not so much. You know, we keep bumping up toes. I'll get up an hour earlier. I'll just get up an hour earlier. I'll just get up an hour earlier. And, and pretty soon we're not even going to bed at all. We can't do it any times and in regular times, but we especially can't do that now. So when we add something big on the plate, that means we can't do everything that was already on the plate. We have to make room. So I'm going to do several um, episodes here and talk about the reasons why we keep adding stuff onto the plate, the reasons why we make ourselves so tired other than dealing with COVID, other than dealing with the coronavirus. We're going to talk about an inability to say no, why we can't say no, why it is so hard just to say, no, sorry, I can't do that. Um, we're going to talk about the belief that some of us have um, especially now I, I speak from my own experience as a woman who was raised in southern 
evangelical culture, that belief that we have to make everyone happy and no one can be angry with us and no one can be disappointed with us. And also the the belief that fuels our incredible and incessant doing, that belief that we're, we're not quite good enough, we're not okay. And so if we just do enough, maybe we can get okay. So in these upcoming um, podcasts, that's where we're going to be going. And I'm going to get all of these done in the next week. So um, today is Tuesday. Between now and next Tuesday, you'll have the whole series for you. So I hope you'll join me on this. If you are a listener and you enjoy this podcast, please leave me a review on iTunes or Spotify. Um, those, Those reviews really do mean a lot. Also, if you want some companionship and support on this journey, I invite you to join us in the community of Holy Stragglers. It's a membership for folks who are are trying in their own way, in our own way, to follow in the way of Jesus. And how we support each other in doing that is you get a, uh, a monthly Bible study and several bonus episodes on most months. Uh, we have uh, times for prayer together, twice a week, one in the morning and, and one in the evening. And we also have a chance each month just to talk together. So I invite you to check it out. Go to heartcallings.com and uh, you can find out more about it. In the meantime, I hope you'll join me and maybe we can be a little less tired. Take care. Take care.